joined by Ryan Thornson Carson, who is a campaign organizer with uh, NIPER, the New York Public Interest Research Group. And uh, Ryan has been particularly focused on a couple of the solid waste issues with the governor's budget, uh, presumably coming out sometime around February 1st, trying to push once again to expand the bottle bill and also trying to push a good um, extended producer responsibility law. So, so Ryan, you know, why, why these are these two issues important to New York state residents? Great. Thank you so much for having me, Mark. So when we're talking about these two issues and, you know, they really are complementary, we're dealing with a solid waste crisis here in New York state. This really um, has been an ongoing crisis. It's something that's been building for decades, but it's been really exacerbated by um, the decision um, just a couple of years ago from China to stop accepting solid waste. So it's really kind of brought this to the forefront of New Yorkers' minds, and it's been something that even Governor Hochul has been talking about. So we're excited to see what these programs that she plans to announce are. But, um, you know, last year we saw an EPR proposal from Governor Hochul that really didn't meet the mark. It also didn't include an expansion of New York State's bottle bill. Um, so we're hoping that the program that she, um, you know, brings to the table this year is going to be a stronger one. Um, and, you know, we're going to uh, really fight to make sure that New York has the most comprehensive um, solid waste um, disposal programs that we possibly can coming out of this legislative session. Now, the, the Bonneville in New York's been around, you know, a long time. I don't know if it's hit this 40th anniversary or something, but it seems to have been probably the most effective single program that the state has to actually reduce, you know, litter and, and solid waste. So how are groups trying to improve the bottle bill and, and given this, you know, generally very positive track record, what's the opposition do? To yeah, you're absolutely right, Mark. I mean, so since the bottle bill came into effect 40 years ago, um, 40 years ago this year, it's actually reduced roadside litter by 70%, which was um, really what it was intending to do. And there's a lot of space for us to grow in terms of litter reduction. But to get to what exactly the bottle bill expansion is precisely, what we're talking about is raising the deposit. So the economic incentive for people to bring their bottles and cans back. Um, so that incentive right now is at five cents. And as you can imagine, just um, years and years of inflation have kind of uh, devastated that economic incentive. So we want to join in states um, like Michigan, um, soon to be Connecticut, um, places like Oregon that have a 10 cent bottle deposit. So we're really excited to push that. But we also want to bring in a bunch of new types of containers into the program. The last time the program was expanded, which was back in 2009, we added in water bottles. Um, but what we really want to focus on with this expansion is bringing in whole types of um, glass and plastic that have been exempt. Um, so when we're talking about glass, we're talking about wine and liquor bottles. When we're talking about plastics, we're talking about um, all the remaining types of containers not not covered under the law. Um, right now, we actually decide what is covered under the law by the beverage inside of the container and not the container itself. Um, so for example, Pepsi can make a tea beverage made out of the same type of PET plastic that their cola product is packaged under. Um, they're made in the same facilities. Um, they're just as recyclable, but just because of the type of beverage inside of the container, one is covered, the cola beverage, and the other is not the tea beverage. So we want to make this a little bit easier on consumers, but this is also really going to help out New York's recycling rate. And you know, just to be honest here, New York's recycling rate is um, pretty pitiful statewide. We're typically sitting around 18%. And, you know, these programs like bottle deposits really make sure that the hard work of recycling gets done. Um, a 
bottle that is brought back through the bottle bill program um, to you know point of sale, it's much, much more likely to be turned into a new package um, than if you were to put it in curbside recycling. Now, why doesn't industry go back to say glass refillable bottles? And you know, when I've traveled occasionally down in you know Central America, you know, they seem to be much more into the glass returnable bottles than here in the United States. So why aren't they going to returnable, refillable glass bottles? We definitely think that that is the direction that the industry should move. And we do think that um, Bottle Bill, along with a effective piece of EPR legislation, um, would definitely incentivize producers to do so. And, you know, glass is definitely the way that we should be moving moving towards a lot of particularly beverage packaging. Single-use plastics are just becoming a major, major public health pro, uh, problem. And so with programs like EPR and with an, a, a robust bottle bill accompanying it, we can um, really predict that that's where the market will definitely start to shift towards. And you know, with glass, it's just much more sustainable. You don't have to deal with things like microplastics that we really don't even understand the public health impact of. And so with these bills working in tandem, we can really incentivize the market to start moving towards a more sustainable model. So let's move on to extended producer responsibility in a little bit more detail. And this is a bill that, frankly, even, you know, the policy wonks and the environmental movement um, sometimes seem to get confused about. You know, we've been talking about EPR for, for decades. The general idea is that those who produce waste, um, the Pepsi and Cokes and other manufacturers, should be responsible, including financially, for its disposal. But there's been sort of competing proposals and, and competing in recent years, some advanced by uh, the waste industry in order to give them control uh, as people are demanding, you know, less and less waste. And then some developed by groups like Nyberg and Beyond Plastics that try to focus more on actually reducing the amount of waste, particularly since the ability to reduce uh, or, or recycle plastic is rather limited. So how do we you know, where's the governor standing on this? What do you think she's likely to put in the budget? And and how, you know, that 45-second elevator wrap, how do you explain that um, to the average consumer about the difference in their approaches? For sure. So last year, we saw a, a uh, proposed uh, EPR bill from Governor Hochul that really did not meet the mark. It basically put the producers in charge of managing our waste disposal system. Um, and so in the same way that you wouldn't have, say, ExxonMobil decide how we should mitigate the worst effects of climate change, we wouldn't really have Pepsi decide what the best, most sustainable you know, container for packaging would necessarily be. So Governor Hochul proposed last year in her executive budget an EPR program that would have put those producers in charge. Um, NYPIRG, Beyond Plastics, um, groups in our New York State Weights Co. Coalition, Waste Reduction Coalition are working really hard with Senator Rachel May on her proposed extended producer responsibility mo uh, model, which is um, Senate Bill 1064. That bill actually has some really, really great rates and benchmarks in terms of reduction recycling. So kind of top among those would be a 50% reduction of packaging waste over the next decade and setting real environmental standards for packaging that would eliminate things like PFAS, mercury, and lead in packaging and would crucially make it so that we could no longer burn plastics here in New York State, um, as opposed to the governor's proposal, which allows the actual companies that have gotten us into this mess um, to start to set their own kind of rates and dates. Now, you know, Governor Hochul did not 
do it all well uh, in the recent election, given that there was, what, two and a half million more Democrats and Republicans. And yes, you only won by five percentage points. And you contrast that, say, to the the uh, Environmental Bond Act, where two thirds of the voters, you know, support of it, which shows, you know, very strong support for the environment. Has she taken that to heart that pro-environmental measures are actually much more uh, popular with the voters than her uh, existing platform has been? And is, is that causing her at all to sort of shift a little bit more in the pro-environment uh, direction? Well, really hope that that's going to be the case. We're going to know for sure on February 1st what this um, proposed executive budget from Governor Hochul is going to look like. But I can tell you in terms of what her state briefing book looked like during her State of the State address that it really does, particularly around you know solid waste, leave a lot to be desired here. I mean, we led a coalition of 300 organizations that signed on to a letter around the bottle bill and, um, you know, we have yet to hear any inkling of an expansion of that program. And New Yorkers really are incredibly concerned about waste. I mean, I live in New York City and I hear all the time about just the amount of litter that we're having to deal with in a way pre-pandemic we weren't really seeing. And so this is really starting to affect people's day-to-day lives. And we're really hoping that Governor Hochul is going to listen to New York State's voters because these are widely popular programs. You know, public polling shows that these types of extended producer responsibility programs, of which the bottle bill is particularly an EPR program, are incredibly popular with voters. So it would make we, a lot we, of we sense. We only got 20 direction. seconds left. Talking to Ryan Thornson Carson, Nyperg, Nyperg.org. Ryan, if people want to convey their thoughts to Governor Hochul, how best to do that? Yeah, they should call her directly at, at her office number in Albany. Uh, you should just make a call. And if you want to get more involved in the campaign, check out nyperg.org or beyondplastics.org to get more involved and we'll connect you with your legislators. 518-474-8390. And this has been Mark Dunley for the Hudson Mohawk Magazine.